you are Locked On Dodgers, your daily Los Angeles Dodgers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So I say D, I say D-O, D-O-D, D-O-D-G. Yo, 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 Dodger fans, welcome to Locked On Dodgers. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, the number one local sports daily podcast network. Locked On, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. This is a daily podcast covering the National League champion Los Angeles Dodgers, bringing you the smart fans' perspective on our boys in blue. I'm Ben Samperio, Chavez Ravine Fiends, here with Jeff Snyder of Baseball Essential. Jeff, th- they'll never know, but they'll know now that that intro took me about four tries right now. I was just going to compliment you on getting that so perfectly on the very first try, Vince. Oh, that's all right. We'll, we'll let the we'll let everyone in the in the back room and see how see how the magic is is done. <laughs> We're here to talk about the World Series. Obviously, the Dodgers and the Rays. We're going to get a little bit into talk about the Dodgers specifically, get a little bit into talk about the Rays. And then we have a couple guests from Locked On Rays to give us their take on the Rays, since some of you may not know much about the Rays. And that's pretty much it for today. So make sure to subscribe to Locked On Dodgers wherever you get your podcasts. And when you get in your car or if you're at home, tell your smart device to play podcast Locked On Dodgers. All right, Jeff, so the only news we really got was that Clayton Kershaw will start game one. No real surprise there. He is the only starter that's rested, so it's it's not a shock at all. Walker Buehler will start game three, and we still don't have a starter for game two. And then on the race side, they are going with Tyler Glasnow and Blake Snell in their first two games. But let's talk about Kershaw. Yeah, it, it makes sense. There's... Zero surprise there. You know, one of the reasons that we were both so adamant about him not pitching in Game 7 was because you need a starter for Game 1 of the World Series. And, and you know, I understand the concept of you have to get there first. But, uh, you know, so that's why I said, yeah, if it, there's an emergency, sure, let Kershaw throw in Game 7. But you set things up with the plan of Kershaw going in Game 1, which is great. Uh, Bueller can go Game 3, which means that Kershaw and Bueller can then go Game 6 and 7 if necessary on full rest and uh, actually an extra day of rest for Kershaw. And so, you know, it lines up for both of them to pitch twice in the series if they need to. And then you have, you know, Julio available. You have May and Gonsolin. You have uh, a lot of relievers. And uh, yeah, so Kershaw makes a ton of sense. And I'm uh, excited that you and I will both be in the building watching it happen. Oh, Jeff, is that is that a breaking news? Uh, I broke it on Twitter a little bit ago, but yeah. Oh, okay. Nice. You're currently in California. I'm in Utah, but uh, in about uh, 12, 14 hours, we will both be in Texas. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited to see Kershaw. I have yet to see him pitch in the World Series. I didn't go to Game One of the of 2017. I didn't go to Game Five of 2018. So I'm excited to see Kershaw in the World Series. And you know, as far as Game Two. I would assume it's going to be Dustin May and maybe a slight bullpen game. That the day off gives them a little bit of, of uh, you know, a buffer there where they can use a couple more guys than they need to. But we'll address that when we gets there. Obviously, Walker Buehler game three once he's rested. But yeah, um, other than that, you know, you would imagine that there's some talk about changing the roster, but I don't really see any moves that they could make that would 
really upgrade. It would be, you know, Alex Wood coming off the roster. There's not necessarily a definite upgrade down there, at least with postseason experience, uh, you know, if you're talking about like Mitch White or, or Josiah Gray. So uh, you think they're going to make any changes to the roster, Jeff? Yeah, I mean, if they were going to make anything, it would be to take Wood off the roster and replace him with a position player uh, more than to replace him with a different pitcher. And because there's so much uncertainty about game two, there's uncertainty about, you know, Bueller's blister and Kershaw's back. I, I don't really see them taking a relief pitcher off the roster at this point, especially because there's nobody beating down the door. It's not like they really need that extra position player. Uh, there's no, you know, Gavin Lux hasn't, uh, you know, <laughs> isn't pressing the the issue that he really needs to be on the roster. Obviously, Terrence Gore doesn't really bring anything to the team other than a little speed, which we've seen. And maybe we'll talk about that today. I don't know. Uh, the Dodgers are reluctant to even use the speed that they currently have. And so it's hard to see them using him. So, yeah, I, I assume the roster will be exactly the same because uh, no moves really make sense. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I mean, the only slight injury was to Chris Taylor, but he played in game seven. So he appears to be fine. And Bellinger's shoulder appears to be fine. So, yeah, I don't think there's going to be any changes. But, yeah, let's get into that real quick with, with the speed. Um, you know, Terrence Gore was didn't appear. He was in the first two rounds, didn't appear. The Dodgers did not. Did they attempt any steals in the NOCS? Not that I, remember. I can't remember. Yeah, I can't remember any. And it was a little bit interesting because Travis Darno was not great at throwing out runners this year. And you would imagine, you know, we we saw how the Braves moved on the base pass when they got the little chances they did, and it helped out a couple of the times. And you know, it. it it could be something that they need to use in this game because you know let's let's put it there. The the race pitching is really good. Their starters are really good. Their bullpen's really good. So it may be one of those types where you have to claw out some runs. Yeah, it was interesting that the Dodgers didn't use their running game more in this last series. That we saw it against the Padres. You know that that big double steal was a big play in that series, and uh, you know we know that they have the base stealers, and so it's interesting that they haven't used it as much. Uh, one of the things I'd like to see is Mookie running more just because Corey Seager, basically his only weakness this year was he hit into a lot more double plays than usual. Uh, he, he hits a lot of doubles, hits a lot of home runs, but he also hits a lot of hard ground balls to second base. And so, uh, if Mookie gets on ahead of him, I would love to see Mookie in scoring position for Corey, or at least in move to third on a ground ball to second base position, uh, with, you know, then, Justin Turner is kind of a uh, almost a guaranteed sack fly if he comes up with a guy on third in less than two outs. And so situations like that, I would like to see them running, especially because, like you said, you know, uh, the runs are going to be at a premium against some of these starting pitchers that the Rays have and some of these relievers. And so uh, the more they can utilize the running game, I would like to see that. Yeah, that'd be ideal. Hopefully, the, you know, the offense can just put up runs in bunches and it won't matter. But you would think that it might play a factor into this series so we'll see as the time goes on we're gonna come back and we're gonna talk about the rays and answer a question from a listeners tied to the series and then we're gonna pass it over to the host of locked on rays to give their takes and then we'll, we'll close it out but before that let's talk about rockauto.com let's say you need something for your car and one way to go about it is to go to a traditional chain store and then you have to talk to people and deal with people and be out in the world. And then you guess what? You're going to have to pay more than you would if a mechanic walked in 
at the same time and you're gonna have to pay more than him just because that's the way it goes but guess where that doesn't happen at rockauto.com rockauto.com has the same low prices for everybody you do not have to go into a store everything gets shipped directly to you and you don't have to worry about it. it it's cheaper it comes right to you and you don't have to deal with people or different pricing so why wouldn't you go to rockauto.com they've been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years they have everything you need from engine control modules to brake parts tail lamps motor oil even a new carpet whatever you need rockauto.com can help you out and if you go to rockauto.com and they ask how did you hear about us let them know locked on sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com and keep it locked on Dodgers. All right, so for today's obscure former Dodger, I went the easy route of finding a guy that played on the Rays and Dodgers, and it was very recent that he did both of those things. But he's obscure, and he's going to get more obscure as the time goes on, and that's Logan Forsyth, who played with the Rays, got traded to the Dodgers for Jose De Leon, and then got traded to the Twins from the Dodgers for Brian Dozier. Ended up playing with the Rangers as well. He came to the Dodgers with with some some high hopes for holding down the second base position he did not really do it that well he had a couple bright moments uh, i believe one of the playoff series he had a pretty strong series but other than that he did not do too well um yeah 2017 play world series or he hit 297 uh, and also walked nine times but didn't do much beyond that and yeah just very obscure as the time goes on for the dodgers some cool notes about him He's played at least one game at every position except for center field and catcher. And he also competed for the U.S. national baseball team in the 2007 Pan American Games. Yeah, Logan Forsyth, uh, we do not have the greatest memories of him, but uh, nevertheless, he's an obscure former Dodger today. Yeah, he's a good one. I remember uh went to a spring training game the first time I took my son Logan down to spring training. And we went to a Dodgers Padres game and he got so excited when he saw Logan Forsythe's name on the board because his name was Logan too. And little did we know that Logan Forsythe would later become a Dodger. And uh, my favorite current thing about Logan Forsythe is he is one of the fun ones who, if you go to his baseball reference page, his main photo is a picture of him wearing the hat of a team he has never played in the major leagues with. Uh, he has a Phillies hat on. Uh, he was in the Phillies organization this year, but never got in a big league game with the Phillies and then they released him and then he did play for the Marlins after that. So he's not currently a Philly and he never played in the big leagues for the Phillies, but his baseball reference picture is a Phillies hat. Yeah, well, there you go. All right, let's get into the Rays. Let's get into a question first from a listener. Jeff, I believe you have it on the text message. I do. Uh, it is from, I don't know who it's from. I actually texted him back just a minute ago while you were reading the Rock Auto ad to get his name he didn't leave his name in the text message. So if he tells me before we're done recording, I'll throw it out there. But uh, he says, hey, guys, question for you. The Rays get an extra day to reset their starters and rest their bullpen. The Dodgers have the advantage of no travel and ballpark familiarity. Between the two, which advantage would you rather have? Thanks and go Dodgers. Yeah, we had a similar question from at Jared to Liz five on twitter so maybe it was him uh getting his question out there also asking if it's unfair that the AL will have an extra day of rest going into the world series and then gives a little a bit of a scenario uh and, and how to change that but for me obviously it's a little bit of a benefit but i personally feel more benefit from the dodgers playing in that stadium being in that bubble already not having to adjust to anything new uh you know knowing that 
learning the sweet spots of the stadium and how the ball comes off the wall. And, you know, Belly and Mookie have obviously already learned the, the ways of the wall out there. So for me, I, I'm completely fine with it. Uh, obviously, I would prefer if everything was on even keel, but I know why they don't do that. And, uh, you know, that's just, it is what it is. At the end of the day, the Dodgers have Kershaw going game one. And even if they played Saturday instead of Sunday, they still wouldn't have had anybody else extra available anyways. Yeah, it wouldn't change much for the Dodgers. Uh, you know, we don't know if Glass now would be available, you know. Uh, so, yeah, it might be a little advantage for the for the Rays. But uh, like you said, I do think the ballpark familiarity is probably a bigger advantage at this point. And maybe that's just wishful thinking on our part. But ultimately, I, I don't think the series is likely to come down to these little advantages. Uh, I think it's going to come down to, uh, you know, who plays better. And hopefully that'll be the Dodgers. Yeah, and and like you said earlier, Kershaw and Bueller are each going to get a chance to throw two games if needed. So they're throwing four of the seven games. So at the end of the day, you're still getting the two guys that you want throwing the the, the most games in there, and you know it just may, lined up a little bit different. So it, it, to me, it's not that big a deal. And yeah, I think it is a little bit wishful thinking that ballpark for familiarity, but uh, you know the way Belly and and Mookie have been robbing these balls, I think that'll take that right now. All right, uh, yep. let's just talk a little bit about the Rays before, you know, not, not there's, we can't get too in-depth uh, with, with a lot of playoff series, you know. We we know the Rays' strengths on, on paper. We know the Dodgers' strengths on paper. We know the weaknesses on paper. But, Jeff, let's just talk about what scares you the most about the Rays and what gives you the most optimism about playing against the Rays. Yeah, right now the 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 only thing, well, the, the Rays' pitching is very good. They have a couple really good starters Tyler Glasnow and Charlie Morton are both kind of scary. Blake Snell has been good at times in his career. Uh, but even if you look at that, I mean, Glasnow, Snell, and Morton, for as good as they are, as good a stuff as they have, none of them had great seasons. And so they can be got to. Gotten to? Got to? I don't know. But the Dodgers can get to them. And one of the things that stands out about all three of them is they have not super high walk rates, but reasonably high walk rates. And that's the Dodgers' big strength is waiting out these pitchers. And so if the Dodgers can make them throw extra pitches, get into that bullpen, the bullpen is very good, but, 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 but they've thrown a lot of innings. They're, they, they've been worked pretty hard in that Astros series. Uh, and so I, I think the Dodgers, the more they can see this bullpen, the the better it works for them. And so if they can get to the starters, get a couple runs, and then, you know, get more looks at the relievers, I think the Dodgers can wear them down. So, even though the, the Rays pitching is the thing that scares me the most, that and the fact that apparently Randy Rosarena can hit anything at any time. Uh, but really, I, I think those strengths are things that the Dodgers can mitigate pretty well. Yeah, the pitching is obviously going to be the thing that's scary about the Rays. They have three pretty solid starters. I'm not even sure who their fourth starter is if they have one. And then they have... You know, bullpen, you know, if you go piece by piece, depth-wise, pitching, it's pretty even on paper. Um, you know, the, the Rays might have a slight advantage in the bullpen, just depending on how the Dodgers' bullpen shows up, and you know, depending on how they show up as well, I guess. But the, I think the big advantage the Dodgers have is offense. Uh, they the, the Rays really struggled on offense. They kind of won the first two games of that, of that series against the Astros. They shouldn't have really had any business winning. Uh, it was more bad luck on the Astros side and and some f- timely and fortunate run scoring on the Rays side. And for me, or, or, you know, Randy Rosarena is obviously having an amazing postseason. 
But so far, all the guys that have been very hyped have not done as well against the Dodgers. Freddie Freeman did do really well, but the last three games, what did Freddie Freeman do? You know, when the Dodgers needed to buckle down and get him out, they were able to buckle down and get him out for the most part. So I think the Dodgers can neutralize them. They'll have, you know, take advantage of of what they see and, and go after them and attack them in a different way. And plus a bigger ballpark hopefully can hold them in a little bit more as well. He had power to off field, but in this stadium, power to left center is probably the best way to go about it. For right-handers, power to right center, right field, not really there. So that, it hopefully that saps his power a little bit. But honestly, I mean, the rest of their hitting doesn't really strike too much fear into you. And that's where I like the Dodgers' advantage in, in pitching-wise, uh, taking advantage of, of their hitting. And it might be a bunch of low-scoring games, but in that sense, I, I trust the Dodgers in scratching a couple more runs in the race. Yeah, for sure. I'm really interested to see how Clayton Kershaw attacks the Rosarena, just because you know that the Dodgers have advanced scouting. They have video guys. They've been scouting out a Rosarena for several days now, I'm sure, and and looking at how can a guy like Clayton Kershaw with his arsenal, how can he attack him? And if Kershaw's slider is working, Kershaw's slider is death on righties when it is working well. And so, uh, you know, Remember the swings that we saw Manny Machado take against Dustin May's two-seamer? I think we could see some swings like that against by a Rosarena against Kershaw's slider if the slider's working. Obviously, if you hang one over the plate, you know, he has potential to do a lot of damage. But uh yeah, I mean when when somebody saw I I think a Rosarena is a very good player and has potential to be a very good player for a long time, but having one hot postseason series doesn't really mean that much to me uh, as far as what he's likely to do in the next series yeah and and hopefully that rings true all right now we're going to pass it off to the locked on rays hosts they're going to introduce themselves and give us a little primer about the race and then we'll come back and, and close out the episode hey jeff and vince this is kevin and ulysses from the locked on rays podcast here to give you a little rundown of the dodgers counterpart in the 2020 fall classic Uh, Ulysses, of course, the Tampa Bay Rays have provided for some entertaining and nail-biting action throughout this entire playoff series. But um, for Jeff and Vince, what makes this Rays team special overall? A a team that uh, won the most games in the American League, went five games deep in the ALDS, seven games deep in the ALCS to get to this point. What makes them special? I think it's difficult uh, to pick just one thing, but if you have to highlight one, it has to be the stable. And I know maybe a lot of Dodgers fans are not used to that uh, lexicon, but we call the stable the bullpen uh, after Kevin Cash's comments uh, regarding the Yankees throwing at the head of, of one of the race players and Mike Brasso. But I think it's the the, the bullpen. The, the arms are so special. You guys, you, you, when you see these uh, athletes pull out 101, like it's nothing, and plenty of them, uh, starting pitchers like Tyler Glass now, Peter Fairbanks, you got side armors like Ryan Thompson. Uh, you've got crafty lefties like Yarbrough. It, it's really fun to, to see all the different arm angles and, and the stuff that they can provide. In addition to the arms being locked in and the stable and starting pitching being locked in, Ulysses, what do you think is something that the Rays have to do to win the World Series? The Rays have to do blank to win this fall classic this year. 
I think they have to play solid defense. They can't. This is a really good team in the Dodgers that will capitalize on mistakes. So if they're able to do what they showed against the Yankees and against the Astros, which is uh, not only a sound defensive team in routine plays, but also make the spectacular catch when needed. Uh, I mean, Joey Wendell and Willie Adamas, it seemed like they had seven clones uh, uh, fielding in, in those games. So I think the defense will be definitely the one thing that they have to do. The Rays turned 11, 11 double plays in the ALCS alone. And infielders, outfielders made countless other gold glove caliber plays as well. Uh, Ulysses, let's give the the guys at Locked On Dodgers one player to watch, one X factor. Who who is that guy for the Tampa Bay Rays in this upcoming series? Uh, it's the easy answer, but how can you not go uh, with uh, Mr. Randy Arozarena? We have many nicknames for him at Locked On Rays. He is the Habanero. He is a Ross. He is the Cuban Rocket. Uh, he is everything, and right now he's definitely pulling all of the offensive stats uh, that you can imagine in a postseason, and he's been really magical. So if you're looking for that one guy to not beat you, if you're a Dodgers pitcher, is definitely Randy Rosarena. Five to a player, and just warning the Dodgers pitching staff now, you might want to avoid the fastball against them. In <laughs> fact, you might want to avoid pitching to them altogether. Just That's give right. them the the intentional walk sign there. Well, Jeff and Vince, we hope this gives you a little bit of a taste at what the Tampa Bay Rays bring to the table. Uh, We wish you and and the Dodgers good luck, I guess, in what should be a fun (laughs) and exciting series. All right, thank you to Locked On Rays for providing their insight. We sent some insight their way, so if you want to listen to us again, you can go listen to Locked On Rays and, and hear us talk about the Dodgers. All right, Jeff, uh, you got anything else before we, we head into this game one matchup? Uh, one other thing, if you want to listen to more of me and Ulysses from Locked on Rays, he and I were both also on today's episode of Locked on MLB together. And uh, it was a lengthy episode. It ended up being, oh, 40 or 45 minutes, I think. And we talked uh, about each of our previous series, the NLCS and the ALCS. And then we talked about the World Series coming up. And uh I may have accused the the Rays preemptively of being cheaters like the Astros. So you'll just have to listen to to find out. Yeah, that's a great teaser for those episodes. All right, guys, thank you all for listening. Let's let's hopefully we come back tomorrow and have a a happy episode. We'll we'll see how Jeff and I work out the dynamics, but we're going to be here tomorrow and the rest of the week as the Dodgers take on the Rays in the World Series, looking for that elusive title that has not happened since 1988 make sure to subscribe to locked on dodgers i know we've picked up a lot of new listeners or maybe listeners that hadn't listened and are back listening again thank you for doing that make sure to subscribe tell your friends tell your family post about us on social media spread the news out there send any questions comments our way we are on social media twitter and instagram at locked on dodgers jeff is on twitter at snydog i'm at vince Samperio. if you want to call and leave us a voicemail or shoot us a text you can do so at 323-863-5625 or email LockedOnDodgers at gmail.com. We're here every weekday morning, and we hope you'll be with us when you get in your car or if you're at home. Tell your smart device to play a podcast, Locked On Dodgers. And remember, you don't have to agree. You just have to listen. Have a good one. We'll talk to you tomorrow. D. I say D-O. D-O-D-G-E-R-S. 
a team that's all heart, all heart and all thumbs. They're my Los Angeles, your Los Angeles, our Los Angeles. Do you think we'll really win the pennant? Bye.